Are you also tired of one-size-fits-all weight loss plans? Meet Noom, the personalized solution that meets you where you are. Noom is able to understand your unique needs, from dietary restrictions to medical concerns. Unlike restrictive programs, Noom embraces your lifestyle and choices. Discover a sustainable approach to weight loss, tailored just for you. Honestly, Noom felt like it was made for me. It's not just about what I eat. It's about understanding why. With Noom, I've learned so much about myself and built healthier habits that stick. It's all about progress, not perfection. Say goodbye to restrictive diets and experience the Noom app for yourself with personalized lessons and expert coaching. Noom's psychology and biology-based approach has helped over 5.2 million people achieve their goals. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard-to-recycle plastic into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the London Visited Podcast on your favourite podcast provider, bringing to you the facts, history and information about different parts of this great capital. If you have been to London, are planning on visiting, live here or just love London from afar, then this is the podcast for you. Hi, I'm Steve and welcome to our podcast. We're here for all things London and to tell you more behind some of the iconic places and people in London's history. In this episode, we go for a trip on the Woolwich Ferry. Don't forget to visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel, London Visited, to see videos covering this place and so many others across London. Also, if you love the podcast and the channel, why not join us as a member? Join our group of what we like to call our London Visited Crown Jewels, where there are many different benefits, including a members-only monthly podcast. Have a look by going to patreon.com forward slash London Visited. And now to this week's podcast. The Woolwich Ferry is a free vehicle and pedestrian ferry across the River Thames in East London, connecting Woolwich on the South Bank with North Woolwich on the North. It's licensed and financed by the London River Services, Maritime Arm of Transport for London, TfL. Around 2 million passengers use the ferry each year. A ferry has operated on the Thames at Woolwich since the 14th century, and commercial crossings operated intermittently until the mid-19th. The free surface opened in 1889, after tolls were abolished on bridges to the west of London. Traffic increased in the 20th century because of the rise in motor vehicle traffic, and it remained popular because of the lack of nearby bridges. Pedestrian use dropped after the construction of a parallel foot tunnel and the extension of the Docklands Light Railway to Woolwich Arsenal Station. Alternatives such as the Thames Gateway Bridge and Galleons Reach Crossing have also been proposed as replacements, but there are no plans to discontinue the Woolwich Ferry, as long as there is demand. The service links Woolwich in the Royal Borough of Greenwich with North Woolwich in the London Borough of Newham. It links the two ends of the inner London orbital roads, the North Circular and the South Circular. On weekdays, the ferry operates from 6.10am till 8pm with a two-boat service, 10 minutes nominal interview between sailings. On Saturdays, from 6.10am to 8pm with a one-boat service, 15 minutes nominal interval, 
and the last South to North sailing is 15 minutes earlier at 7.45pm. On Sundays, it's from 11.30am to 7.30pm with a one-boat service, the last South to North sailing at 7.15pm. The ferries can carry heavy goods vehicles and other road traffic across the river, up to a maximum height of 4.7 metres, 15 feet, and a width of 3.5 metres. The service is free for all traffic. In 2012, Transport for London estimated a subsidy cost of 76 pence per passenger. The nearest alternative crossing for pedestrians is the Woolwich Foot Tunnel, about 100 metres to the east. A Docklands Light Railway station, Woolwich Arsenal, on the south side of the Thames, was opened in January 2009 as the new terminus of the London City Airport branch. King George V DLR station on the opposite side of the river is close to the North Ferry Dock. The nearest vehicle alternatives are the Blackwall Tunnel, about 2 miles upstream to the west, or the Dartford Crossing, around 10 miles downstream to the east. Both tunnels have height restrictions for heavy goods vehicles, and users of the Dartford Crossing incur toll charges. There has been a connection across the Thames between what is now Old Woolwich and what would later be North Woolwich since the Norman Conquest. The area was mentioned in the Doomsday Book as 63 acres belonging to Hammond. The Stewart, which belonged to Pertinent Inn, Woolwich. The Pertinent here refers to the portion of land north of the Thames, yet also part of the county of Kent. State papers in 1308 show that a surface was running between North Woolwich and Warren Lane. That year, William de Wicton sold the business to William A. Hall for £10. The ferry was subsequently sold in 1320 for 100 silver marks. Cross-river traffic increased following the establishment of the Royal Arsenal in 1671. To enable the movement of troops and supplies, the army established its own ferry in 1810. The following year, an Act of Parliament established a commercial ferry company, but it was dissolved in 1844. In 1846, the Eastern Counties and Thames Junction Railway extended its lines to include a Thames Wharf branch. Eventually, three steam ferries operated, but they proved inadequate to meet the growing demand. In October 1880, a public meeting was held in Woolwich to discuss the setting up of a locally run steam ferry service, but the cost was seen as prohibitive. Following the establishment of the Metropolitan Board of Works, which had taken over toll bridges in West London and opened them as free use to public, it was suggested that the board should fund a free crossing of the Thames in East London. Proposals were made to provide services at Woolwich and further upstream at Greenwich, but the latter plan was abandoned. In 1884, the board agreed to provide two steam-powered ferries, each costing £10,650, and asked the chief engineer, Sir Joseph Bazalgett, to lead the design and construction. In September 1887, Messrs Molam and Company were awarded contracts valued at £54,900 to build approaches, bridges and pontoons. The service was officially opened on the 23rd of March 1889 with a paddle steamer Gordon. Two days before the first service, the Metropolitan Board of Works was replaced by the London County Council and the opening ceremony was conducted by Lord Rosbury instead of the expected Bazalgette. The sister vessel Duncan was introduced on the 20th of April. By the end of the 1920s, the rise in motor traffic had put pressure on the ferry's capacity. A proposed bridge between Shooters Hill and East Ham was rejected as two officers a target for wartime bombings and a third vessel was introduced instead. Because of the lack of a fixed crossing, the Thames became a psychological barrier for those living in the east end of London, who could only use limited number of routes to cross the river, including the Woolwich Ferry. The lack of a sustainable alternative route was instrumental in creating plans what would eventually become the Dartford Crossing further downstream. By the 1950s, it was still quicker for ferry traffic to divert via the Blackpool Tunnel 
even with all three vessels operating at full capacity. In April 1963, the paddle steamers were replaced and the ferry service upgraded to a roll-on, roll-off model, introducing waiting times on the approach roads. The LCC continued to operate the ferry until it was replaced by the Greater London Council on the 31st of March 1965. In 1964, Marples Ridgeway started the building of the current reinforced concrete terminals, which can operate over a 30 feet tidal range. The U.S. defense industry is large, complex, and competitive. It is also lucrative for those companies able to navigate it successfully. The American Society of Military Comptrollers helps bridge the gap between the boardroom and the battlefield while supporting transformation in the defense sector. The Business of Defense podcast brings you inside the companies working to achieve this directly from the business leaders and to understand how they create value for their companies and their customers. For more information on ASMC, visit asmconline.org. Are you also tired of one-size-fits-all weight loss plans? Meet Noom, the personalized solution that meets you where you are. Noom is able to understand your unique needs, from dietary restrictions to medical concerns. Unlike restrictive programs, Noom embraces your lifestyle and choices. Discover a sustainable approach to weight loss, tailored just for you. Honestly, Noom felt like it was made for me. It's not just about what I eat, it's about understanding why. With Noom, I've learned so much about myself and built healthier habits that stick. It's all about progress, not perfection. Say goodbye to restrictive diets and experience the Noom app for yourself with personalized lessons and expert coaching. Noom's psychology and biology-based approach has helped over 5.2 million people achieve their goals. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. The current terminals were opened in 1966. After the abolition of the GLC in 1986, the responsibility for operating the service was transferred to the Secretary of State for Transport, who contracted the then London Borough of Greenwich to run the service. Asset ownership and operating rights were subsequently transferred to Transport for London on the establishment of the Greater London Authority, but the London Borough of Greenwich continued to operate the ferry on behalf of TfL. In March 2008, the London Borough of Greenwich gave TfL notice that it would cease operating the service from the 30th of September 2008. On the 12th of September, TfL announced that the outsourcing group Serco would take over the operation of the service from the 1st of October 2008. The contract ran initially until the 31st of March 2010. Control of the crossing passed from Serco to Briggs Marine, which was expanding into public passenger services in December 2012. The company was awarded a £50 million seven-year contract, which began in April 2013. In 2014, TfL began an upgrade of the ferry service, starting by refurbishing the piers and in 2016 ordering two new boats to replace the existing vessels that were nearing the end of their working life. In 2017, it was announced that the new ferries were being built by a Polish firm to the design by LMG Marine. The diesel-electric hybrid vessels have 210 metres of space for road vehicles over several lanes and dedicated cyclist accommodation. The vehicles are licensed to carry 150 passengers segregated from road traffic. Continuing the tradition of naming the ferries after local people, it was announced in June 2017 that the two new vessels would be named after Dame Vera Lynn a singer and entertainer from nearby East Ham, and Ben Willicott, a 19-year-old deckhand on the Woolwich Ferry, 
who drowned after being dragged overboard on a mooring accident in 2011. In October 2018, the Woolwich Ferry was suspended for four months in order to undertake major repair work for the piers, and the existing vessels were taken out of service. The foot tunnel remained open. The ferry service resumed on the 1st of February 2019. Following the expiry of Briggs Marine's contract in December 2020, the service is now run by London River Services. On the 3rd of August 2011, a 19-year-old ferry worker, Ben Willicott, died after falling off the boat into the River Thames. The report published in August 2012 blamed unseamanlike working practices during the unmooring operation for the death. The first ferries were on the side-loaded paddle steamers Gordon, Duncan and Hutton, named after General Gordon of Khartoum, Colonel Francis Duncan MP and Professor Charles Hutton. Each was powered by a condensing engine, manufactured by John Penn and Sons of Greenwich, producing 100 nominal horsepower. The initial fleet was eventually replaced, starting in 1923 with the Squire, named after William Squires, a former mayor of Woolwich, and in 1930 with the Will Crooks. Crooks was a Labour MP for Woolwich between 1903 and 1921, and the John Benn. Ben was a member of the London County Council, Liberal MP for St George, which included Wapping, and grandfather of Tony Ben. Three vessels were built in Dundee in 1963 by the Caledonian Shipbuilding and Engineering Company to replace the paddle steamers, and they were each named after prominent local politicians. James Newman, Mayor of Woolwich 1923-1925, John Burns and Ernest Bevin. These ferries featured propulsion systems for manoeuvrability. The ferry typically carries around 2 million passengers a year. Occupants of vehicles, including drivers, are counted as passengers. In 2012, the ferry carried around 20,000 vehicles and 50,000 passengers weekly. At all times of the day, but at particularly at peak hours, it is common for vehicles to have to queue beyond the next ferry departure. Various improvements have been made to vehicle queuing arrangements over the years, especially to avoid impacting local traffic. For foot passengers, bus services connect to both terminals. There is a small bus station on the north side, but some cross-river foot passengers take the foot tunnel instead. About 300 foot passengers used the ferry daily between 1983 and 1985. Further competition arrived in 2009, with the extension to Woolwich of the Docklands Light Railway, which crosses under the river to the east of the crossing and the tunnel, and has led to the reduction in the number of foot passengers using the ferry. The ferry service provides one of the few road crossings of the Thames east of the City of London, as long as there is a demand for the vehicle ferry, then it is unlikely to be discontinued, and doing so would require changing the Metropolitan Board of Works Act of 1885. Planning applications were submitted for a new bridge, the Thames Gateway Bridge, close to the Woolwich Ferry in 2004, although the project was cancelled in 2008. In 2012, the Mayor of London, Boris Johnson, announced the Galleons Reach Crossing, a replacement ferry service running further east from Beckton to Thamesmead, which was expected to open in 2017. This did not occur and has been replaced with proposals for either a new bridge or tunnel in the area. TfL Planning Director Richard DeCanney has said that the ferry will continue to operate as long as there are no alternatives and there are no current plans to discontinue the service. Tolls cannot be levied on the ferry without changing the 1885 Act of Parliament. However, it is possible that the service may eventually be tolled in conjunction with other projects. So, I hope you enjoyed our look at the Woolwich Ferry. Who would have known that a free ferry service happens across the Thames, joining the North and the South Circular? You'd think that would be extremely busy. If you'd like to make contact with us or suggest any other places you'd like us to feature in future podcasts, you can let me know through our website, londonvisited.co.uk or our social media. It's that easy. 
Thanks for listening and really hope you enjoyed our podcast and we'll see you soon on the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening and please don't forget to subscribe to get more shows direct to your device. Also, why not visit our London Visited YouTube channel to get even more of London. Catch you soon on the next one.